G'day wedding planners, you are listening to the To Be Wed podcast, a podcast where we share stories and tips and tricks about the wedding industry so that you have the motivation and the inspiration that you need to plan your perfect wedding. My name is Mike and along with my wife Emily, we are the hosts of this podcast. We recently got married in 2022 and it was the greatest day of our lives, but I was 25, Emily was 23 and we both felt very isolated from the wedding community. We both struggled financially to plan our wedding and we really wanted to make this podcast to be able to share the information that we gained along that journey and share some of our knowledge and some of our wisdom with you guys as well as just sharing some interesting stories. So let's jump in. Hey Emily, how are you this week? What have you been up to? I'm pretty good this week. I mean, I feel like not a lot has happened. I feel like we're getting very much the same week in and week out in terms of what we actually do. So I've been working and also obviously if you listened to last week's episode, going and doing my course in makeup. So learning a lot and doing a lot. What about you? I feel like you've had a more interesting last week plus last couple of weeks. Yeah, had a couple of weddings over the past couple of weeks. Also had a proposal that I was meant to go and photograph yesterday. Um, and I say supposed to photograph because it got rained out. That was a bit sad. I think that's – I really enjoy photographing proposals. I think it's a, a really special moment. But it is um, very up in the air. You know, it's open to change a lot of the time. Um, so when it's when it is raining or when it is like wet weather or bad – a bad day for it, like you're able to change it, unlike a wedding day where it would just normally go ahead. But I think I think that really like I, I'd been thinking about it the other day and it like sparked me to think about the amount of effort that people are going to for proposals these days. Mm. And and I think that is is huge. Like people are planning such big things for proposals. And it's often a lot of people that inquire with me to have photos done for their proposal have never had professional photos done before. You know, but th- these are majority of them being your men inquiring with me to propose. But I have had have had females inquire with me before as well. But a lot of them going to large lengths to make the proposal special, and I feel like it's a strange phenomenon. But I also think it's a nice thing. Yeah, I don't mind it. I'm always intrigued as to what a proposal means to you because I know that for us. Uh, we didn't really have the budget to do like an expensive proposal. I don't think in terms of because we were, we knew that we would have been paying for the proposal and the wedding ourselves. So I'm always intrigued to see like we've often talked about priorities on this podcast, like how that kind of fits into your priorities and your money spending priorities. I want to pick you up on a point that you kind of said and ask, do you think it's worth having – a wet weather option for your proposal? It depends how much effort you've gone to. Of course, you know, if you're engaging different types of vendors to be there, like there's a big movement at the moment to having like people planning your proposal. And I mean planning in like styling a proposal. Um, A lot of people plan to have like picnics or have like a backdrop or have like some display of flowers or, you know, heaps of different things or like a big or like a big sign or something you know like there's that whole like cliche thing of an airplane flying through the air and having like a, I don't know, marry me behind it in the trail you know like a lot of things like that if you're engaging someone to do something really big hard to postpone 
those sorts of things. Yeah, I guess the reason I ask is because I would say you're a nice vendor um, in terms of if you don't go through with it or they want to cancel or reschedule, you don't often charge them their deposit or whatever they've kind of paid but there are a lot of vendors out there who would and rightly so right Mm, like you mm. you spend so much of your time and it's guaranteed payment like for anyone who's not a vendor just imagine that like your shift at work got cancelled 30 minutes before you were meant to turn up you'd be pretty annoyed and so I wonder this because you've said oh you know you can always reschedule but I think this also comes into a bit of like having a bit of respect mm. for your vendor, knowing that, okay, well, I might want to propose in a park, but if I can't propose in a park, where else can I go? It, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's that's definitely part of it. But I come at it from a perspective of like things do go wrong and proposals are more, more like sketchy. They're more up in the air to start with because one person isn't often clued in on what's happening. Mm. So you have like this unknown in there already, you know, like that person may be unwell, that person may just plan to go to another person's house that day, you know, and you can't, you can try to persuade them that, oh, we should actually go to this place, but you're trying to tell someone to do something without giving them a concrete reason, you know, and trying to lead them blindly into it, things can always go wrong. And if you're just not feeling it on the day, I don't want anyone to feel like they have to push through with the proposal on a day where a person may be upset or something isn't right just because they've already engaged with a vendor. So have open conversations with your vendors. See if they're like totally okay with that because you might find yourself. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's one of the big reasons that I didn't go down that route for our proposal. You know, I didn't want to engage another person, engage like a third party because I wanted it to be more spontaneous. I didn't want it to be so planned that I knew like two months out, it was going to be on this date at this exact hour and this exact location, you know? Like yeah. I think leaving yourself open and as much as I think it's beautiful that people go to a lot of effort and go to, you know, having these backdrops done and getting like a picnic planned and already set up, I think that's lovely. I think it there it doesn't leave much room for things changing or, or you may just feel on a certain like day that, oh, it, it feels right now, you know, so you can't because you've already planned it in or it's not feeling right today, I can't just move it back. But speaking of planning, that is what we are talking about today, really, and and specifically um, talking about coordination and planning on the day of your wedding. I think this came up to us a couple of weeks ago um, when we were at your sister's wedding where a couple of things didn't go right and go to plan with the venue coordinator, and we're going to touch on that today and the importance of having a strong venue coordinator. But also another wedding that I went to the week before which was very out of hand and no one seemed to know what was happening and it was a lot like left to the bride and groom. We don't want that for anyone having to sort of control the day on their special day when they're meant to be able to relax. So just wanted to go through a couple of things in terms of planning for your wedding day. How about we start with what an actual coordinator or a person they're planning on the day, what are they expected to do? And and is this something that you would you know, outsource to another person and have an external coordinator? Is that a scope that's is – it, is it a job that's too big and you therefore need to get someone? I think that's where people get confused. Is it something that they need to give to someone else or is it able to be done by a friend or family member? So 
I actually want to make two distinctions before we jump in between wedding planning and wedding coordination. And so a wedding planner is someone who's helping you plan the wedding. So that means helping you get your vendors, helping you plan your seating charts, helping you, I guess, bring all those logistics together and they're planning out your day. I think the difference between a coordinator is often a coordinator gets engaged at the one month. So you often hear of month of coordinators or day of coordinators are the big ones. And what that happens is whatever planning has gone on, it's basically handing that information over to someone, to an individual who knows the wedding, like the back of their hand and can help your day run smoothly. So A planner might do both. Often a planner will help you plan and then they'll also offer day of coordination services. But I think that's a little bit different. Do I think you need a coordinator on the day? No. I think that you can do it yourself or have someone close to you. Actually, I take that back. I don't think you can do it yourself because I think you can't be involved in everything. I think someone else has to be involved, whether that's a friend or a family member or even some vendors like your photographer can help you with that. But I think that you don't need a coordinator. I do think this just depends on the size of your wedding. So we had 80 people. We didn't have a day of coordinator, but we did have a friend who I guess wasn't our designated point person or wasn't our designated coordinator as such, but it kind of fell on their laps. And I think that, it actually went really well and I don't know what we would have done without that that person to just be across it all but also do the unfun jobs of like running between family members, running between people, letting know when people were coming. Like they're not fun jobs. You're not going to be able to do that yourself. So yes, I don't think you need a coordinator but I think you need to give thought as to how many people. If we had 200 people, there's no way I think you could have left that to a friend who has no experience in coordinating a group of people. Yeah, I think I just want to say that I think what you're saying is you do need a coordinator, but you don't necessarily need to outsource it. You don't need to hire someone. Like you do need to – I think you do need to have someone there coordinate because you can't do that job yourself. And there can be multiple people doing that. Yes, definitely, definitely. You can have a couple of different people. You spoke about our situation. Now, we were very very fortunate that our reception venue came with its own coordinator. So the person that we were talking with – planning our reception at the reception venue in the in the time leading up to the reception was also there on the day and then we had another person there in the evening who was helping us um, in the evening just to make sure everything was running smoothly to our timeline and that and that was very helpful we actually had a bit of a a little bit of a stressful spot there when our coordinator who we had been talking to for like a year in the lead up to our wedding to our wedding at that reception venue actually changed jobs like three weeks before our wedding and so we Mm. got handed on to a new person and that was a little bit stressful because we had to sort of make sure that they were on the right page of everything that was happening on the day because we had to had a few things that we were planning to do the day before and and trying to bring stuff in and and do a lot of stuff ourselves so we had to make sure that was done but it was good that we had someone you know we did have a person and at the end they were all over everything that was happening at the reception yeah they were amazing actually hats off to them because they did such a good job and I think they actually went above and beyond their role. So I guess what you're talking about 
is venue coordination. And I guess a very clear distinction when we go into this chat is that venue coordination is there because most venues come with this now is to serve the venue. So they're there to know where the lights are and the speakers are and to make sure the waiters are out on time and and make sure that, I don't know, the chairs are out and the tables are set, things like that. They're there to make sure the venue is meeting its job. They're not there to make sure your wedding is running to a timeline, to a schedule um, and coordinating the people of your wedding. They're coordinating the people of the venue. Yeah, and I think that's that's really important. Um, I wasn't really aware that this was even a thing before we started planning our wedding, but I'm so glad that we had one. And you said that a lot of venues sort of come with this now. I don't think every single venue will have one, and, and it's a, definitely a big reason for choosing a more established venue that is going to have an an on-site coordinator who's going to be there on the night. Like a lot of people have staff, obviously. They've got to have staff at the venue, but they may not have a coordinator or like a manager who's there on-site who has been in contact with you before. Like they could have like a manager there who's overlooking the staff, but you may you may not know this person and they may not know anything about your day. So in that sense, they are just there to like look after the staff and make sure the staff are doing a good job. I think a lot of venue coordinators do go above and beyond what they need to do to help you have a good night because obviously you're spending a lot of money with them. So mm. they're hoping to see you have a good night. And I think making sure that you have a venue that has a coordinator or speaking to the coordinator and asking them, are you going to be there on the day before you sign a contract? Because I think that's a big important inclusion and I wasn't aware of how important that inclusion was on our day because I've been to other weddings at relatively high-end venues that don't have a coordinator or the coordinator is just like a manager who's looking over staff. So ask them what they actually do on the day. Yeah, I think they're so important because things will go wrong, but things won't feel like they go wrong if you have a good venue coordinator. And what I mean, I want to give this example because I wouldn't say it's wrong, but at the time it happens, you think, oh no, what do I do in this situation? So when we started going to our dance floor, the lights didn't automatically dim, which if anyone is trying to get a really good dance floor, dimmed lights is a very important part of that. And I remember as soon as that happened, the venue coordinator went and dimmed the lights. Now, if we didn't have anyone, none of our guest lists would have known how to dim the lights. None of our guest lists would have known to dim the lights. So even though that's not a big problem as such, it will impact your day. And it just felt like things didn't go wrong because when they did, they were fixed efficiently or rectified, I should say, efficiently. And it even comes down to like coordinating with your MC on the night. If you have a friend MC or you've got an external MC, if you're hiring an MC to be there for the night, coordinating with them to make sure that everything runs smoothly because the venue coordinator is going to be talking to the people who are doing the catering, they're going to be talking to the bar staff, they're going to be even talking to you guys and making sure that you're entering in on time, they're going to be talking to all the guests and and even ushering the guests in if they're a really good coordinator. They're going to be responsible for a lot of that sort of timing stuff that the MC might be sort of out of their hands, especially if you have a friend emceeing who's never emceed before. Having a good venue coordinator usher people in and make sure that everyone's in on time and all the all the meals are being served at the right time is is really important because that can't be just left to an MC, um, especially when they've got other jobs to do or they're up speaking. You know that can't, there needs to be other things happening behind the scenes. Yeah, that's actually such a good point because often, as we've talked about, weddings don't run to schedule, but we need to be very mindful of 
the food preparation and, and the food coming out hot. And that's where your venue coordinator will often talk to your MC and just be like, hey, the entrees have to come out now. And then the MC then knows, okay, well, I'm going to have to push spe- speeches back 20 minutes until we until we get there. So it, it is very important role. And how about we say you're not at an established venue? Like not every venue is going to have a coordinator. And if you're like DIYing, a heap of stuff, you're not going to have a coordinator, you know, if you're in a venue that is not really made for that type of thing, especially if you're at a venue that's not actually catered, they probably don't have a coordinator, they don't have anyone there on site. So in that instance, you're probably coordinating between more vendors than you would be if you're at a normal venue Um, because you do have like catering staff, you do have like wait staff, you, you may have an external MC, you may have, you know, other different things, you may have a band, a photographer, a videographer, you know, you've got a lot of people there on the night that is the purpose of a coordinator is to coordinate all these people to make sure things run mm. to a timeline because you can't be walking around speaking to all these people. And I think that's why I say that this is so important because often for me as a photographer, I get left in that space of being the coordinator but between the MC and the catering staff to make sure meals come out on time but also between the MC to ask people to usher everyone in, you know, to be on the microphone to tell people what time things are happening because things often do run behind, especially for the wedding party if we're late taking photos or even if you just need a minute, you know, to go to the bathroom before everything starts. You need someone to be able to tell the MC to not start on time or to tell the catering staff not to walk the food out early. So I think that's so important to be able to have someone there to be able to control it. And I do think it can be done by a friend or family member. I actually think this depends. And I don't know if this is a hot take, but I think if you have a DIY wedding where you're building the wedding up from the ground, so I'm even talking like maybe if you're not in a hall, maybe, but if you're building a venue up and you've had to coordinate getting knives and forks, you've had to coordinate plates, you've had to coordinate chairs, you've had to coordinate catering staff, RSA staff, someone to bring a dance floor in, all of that stuff. Like, and a lot of people do this, right? Particularly if they're getting married on a property. I actually think that you should get a day off coordinator. It would be, maybe not should, because you don't have to do anything, but I would highly recommend a day off coordinator even a month of coordinator because I think the moving parts that go into a complete DIY wedding, you and I went to a complete DIY wedding and when things went wrong, it actually took away the closest people in the family because they're the only ones who know all the details and then they can't be involved in a lot of the wedding because they're problem solving and trying not to make that obvious to the newlyweds. So I think that... In that instance, if you have the budget or if you're thinking about doing a complete DIY wedding, build that into the budget. Because also, I know you said that a lot of the time it falls on you, but I actually, again, I think you're a nice vendor. I think that if that was our photographer, there's no way that he would have been able to do that. Mm. Yeah, and I do say that it can be done by a friend or family member. That doesn't mean it should be done by a friend or family member because it is a big burden to give to someone. Yeah, Huge. That's a lot of effort. Even even in our case, like to have someone like our MC was a friend, that was a big job for that person, you know. So smashed it, but yeah, yeah did a great job. job of it. But it was a big ask, you know. And and I didn't realize how much we were actually asking them because there are a lot of roles that did come up on the day, a lot of things that we asked of them on the day that we didn't 
that we didn't foresee ourselves asking, but we asked them because they were the person that was there, you know, mm. and because we didn't have someone who was there just for us to coordinate things. And obviously we couldn't be in, in all different places at once. Um, and that's also to say that you've got to be able to choose someone. If you are going to pick a friend or family member, you got to pick someone who's up for the job and definitely make them aware of what they're being asked to do because it does really take them out of the day a lot. Mm. And, and as you said, like it's going to, if you're going to give it to a close like family member, it's going to remove them from a lot of a lot of the day. Well, not necessarily so much the day, but the evening especially. You know, they're going to have to be up coordinating a lot of different things and making sure everything's ready to go. So, um, yeah, I think a big point, and I think it was definitely one of the vendors that we were sort of on the fence about. I don't think we needed it in our specific case because we had a reception venue coordinator. But if we hadn't, it definitely would have been one of the next vendors we probably should have had. Yeah, and I want to reiterate that we didn't have many vendors and we didn't have many moving parts. So I think that it was possible. We also had, like our MC was a very organised, confident and capable person. And so I think they're going to other weddings where I haven't seen someone who's just absorbed that role of the kind of quote-unquote coordinator it would have been really difficult. And that's why I'm saying with those those DIY vendor those DIY weddings, because sometimes it's not about things going wrong. It's things not quite going right. And so people are then problem solving and trying to work out ways around that. And and again, it's not bad a family member can do it, but if if having your family around you and your friends or whoever's closest to you really involved and enjoying the day you can't get them to coordinate because those two things don't go together. An example I had from a wedding I did a couple of weeks ago was um, I was scheduled as a photographer to end at about 8.30 I think at night and and there were a few things on the timeline like we were waiting for all the speeches to be done and I was there and I was going to be up till they, up till they cut the cake and then I was going to go home. And it was getting close to the time I was meant to leave and they hadn't finished speeches and they were nowhere near doing the cake so there was no coordinator and there was no one who they'd told me to coordinate with on the day. And the MC, it was their first time MCing ever anything and they weren't really sure what was happening because at the start of the start of the reception they were sort of behind and they and they sort of went out of order a little bit on a couple of different things. And so I went up to the couple and and spoke to them and said, "Hey, I am only on for another like 10 minutes, but we're a long way behind and I realized that." And they hadn't said anything to me at this point. But so I was like, how about we move these couple of things first? We move these couple of things around. We cha- we like change the meals because I meant to have a lot longer for meals. And I was like, why don't we move the speeches up, have them over the meals, and then that'll be able to get me out earlier. And they were like, yeah, that's great. We're happy with that. That's all good to go ahead. But then I was like, where are we going to go from there? You know, I've got to actually tell the people who are doing the meals. I've got to go tell the MC that can they announce that we're into the next round of speeches because people don't know just to start. The couple obviously doesn't want to move because they're having a good time, you know. And and so that is the role of a coordinator is to just is to just realize those types of things and and to be able to go between different people because I think it's very nice to have a friend MC. I think it's nice to be able to have all these people involved, but then when you're burdening them so much that you know they don't actually know what's happening and they can't control everything because they're out of the loop, you know, like they can't possibly know what you're up to and they can't be expected to just be out of the night and not enjoying themselves as well. So 
making sure that you're aware of these types of things that can happen. And I'm not saying your photographer can't do that because I was I was more than okay to go and speak to those people. But that's just an example of some of the things that can happen. And if you're not prepared to get up and go and talk to the vendors yourself and go and talk to the MC throughout the night, then you've got to be prepared to have a coordinator there. And I think it definitely is a great idea to have someone there who knows everything that's happening in your day. Yeah, so let's say someone's listening to this conversation because I completely agree with you. Let's say someone's listening to this conversation. They're like, Oof, I don't have the budget for a day of a month of or, or longer kind of coordinator or planner. What do you think are some of the main things that you have to do to make sure that things run really smooth or as smooth as they kind of can be? You definitely have to be able to give up control. Yeah, and in, in either way, if you have a coordinator or not, you have to really give up control because if you have a coordinator there and you're going to actually pay someone to be there and coordinate, you can't expect them to ask you before they make every single decision. So I think that's a big thing and I think control beforehand, like I think we were definitely reluctant with this and we didn't give up a lot of information because we wanted to keep a lot of things a surprise or keep them like a secret from select people. But we could have probably given our MC or even the person um, coordinator or anyone who was in control, we could have probably given them more information about how things were going to happen. And if things went wrong, this is how we would like to proceed. Yeah, I think that definitely giving up control, I mean, it's a piece of advice that we give people who do ask us about anything is that at a certain stage in your wedding planning journey, you have to give up control and you have to hand that over to people. And and that's why it's really important to book vendors you trust and that you like and that you resonate with and that you feel a connection with because they are going to be good at what they do. More than likely you've chosen them because they're good at what they do. So at a certain point you have to then be like, okay, I'm handing it to you. And I think that information thing was kind of going to lead me to, you know, another point of I'm actually really glad. I know it was probably OTT, but I made like a whole Google Doc of all the information that could have been needed. And I think that that was good not only to get it out of my brain, but I shared it with a few people and I talked it through with a few people before our wedding day. And I think that was just able to give people, even if they didn't know all the detail, at least the vibe or what the generalized plan was moving forward. And yeah, I think what goes along with that is is knowing what you're happy to miss out on if you have to miss something. Like if things are a long way behind, what things are you happy to miss Yeah. on the day? I always encourage people to leave a lot of spare time in their timeline throughout the day and that is just so if things go wrong and you're always happy to have more time. I think at your reception, if you leave more time for meals, if you leave more open space, you're happy to be up and like walking around and talking to people. Like it's mm-hmm. nice to have more time. So at least then if you're behind, will you say, well, oh, I had 20 minutes planned in here to go and just to go and speak to people. Well, I'll just remove that, you know, if we've got to move everything back. But if you are having an evening where everything's back to back to back, what things can you get rid of? You know, are you playing games in there that you can get rid of? Are you okay to eat into your dance full time? Is that something you're fine with? You know, even knowing when the meals have got to get served because you can't really move meals back forever. No. Everyone's going to be starving. You've, you probably have to have the meals served pretty early in your reception. So understanding what you're happy to move around with that. At the other wedding I went to the other week, it was like happy to do the speeches over the meals. 
you know, and that war wasn't something that originally planned. They'd planned for people to eat, then all their plates to be cleared, then start speeches. But because we were behind, you know, happy to have speeches over meals if that's something, as long as everyone's in their chair, you know, and everyone has their meal, we're okay to go. So just knowing those things and be able to give that to someone else and say, here's how I'd like it to go because you don't really want to be asked those types of questions. I know it was frustrating when people were asking us things and I know we didn't get asked a lot of things, but I could imagine had things needed to be like small things, you know, you just like, well, I don't really care. Mm. So being able to give that to someone else. I also think that having a really good MC and whether that is professional or whether that's a friend, I think that it's really important to have someone who's very confident. And what I mean by that is that they can, they can go wrangle Arnie Sally or they can go wrangle the bridesmaid or the groomsman or whoever it might be to come and do that speech. Someone who is also very confident to approach certain vendors, someone who might be to go up to the photographer and say like, hey, we're going to have to move this cake cutting up. Are you fine to come and take photos now? Or to go tell the photographer like, hey, now's a good time to go eat if they're not already across that. So I think having someone who's really confident because I know like our MC, it was even great how like we were mingling and they came up to us and were like, hey, just FYI, you've got 10 minutes until we're moving to the next thing. And I remember specifically at that time they came and said, hey, you got 10 minutes. I was like, I need to go to the bathroom before we keep moving on. And that allowed me to know, okay, well, we've got to get back into the timeline kind of thing, but this is my spare time to do all of those things. And I think also having someone who is confident also means they're going to be flexible because they're going to be like, all right, that's not working. Let's move this up. Okay, talk to the venue coordinator. This isn't working. Or even the day of coordinator, if you end up having one, they're going to do that, to do that liaison and do it comfortably, not get up there and, you know, look anxious or um, not or dreading, you know, making those those decisions because they're, they're also going to have to wrangle the – the guests to be like, Hey, all right, we're doing speeches now. Everyone kind of shut up. (laughs) I know we've spoken a lot about, um, coordination in the evening at the reception, but how do you feel about it earlier in the day? I know we were listening to a podcast a couple of weeks ago about a person who specialized in coordination and being like a day off like person there the whole day, like during the morning, during prep and then up to Mm. through the ceremony and things like that. How do you feel about, you know, hiring someone or even having a friend, it, it, it kind of seems weird to have a friend coordinating that part of the day. But how do you feel about hiring someone to have them there just to be able to do those small things in the morning? I think it's really good. I do think it can be a luxury, particularly in the morning. It depends how many hours of coordination you're going to do because if you get them to start in the morning and go to the end of the night, it's a long time. But I think if it depends on what you want. And so what I mean by that is I know on our wedding day, my mum did some stuff. I know on my sister's wedding day, you did some stuff because you were family. You weren't there as a the photographer at that point, but you were, you know, bringing us coffees and all, all that other kind of thing. And so I think if you want like a more calm morning and you want your mum or, or you want whoever's getting ready with you around for 100% of that time in the morning, you're going to have to either organise a friend to do that running around for you because things, again, come up or you're going to have to get a day of coordinator who can be there and who can do those little jobs like getting you lunch or getting you coffee or making sure you leave on time 
or whatever that might be. I do think for a ceremony it's really important too. I think most day of coordinators would be there from the ceremony. That's what I would kind of expect from a day of coordinator. I think particularly we were lucky in a way because we got married in a church and the church came with a venue coordinator. But I know that in other situations, particularly, again, the more vendors you have, the more coordination you're going to need. I think in other situations it's good to have a coordinator because they can make sure all the guests are sitting. They can make sure all the guests have their confetti. They can make sure that the music's working. You know, again, they're running around with the staff. They can also help that, say, for example, you need to enact your wet weather plan. They're going to be the ones who are moving, doing all those moving parts, helping move the chairs, helping move the guests, ushering, making that logistically make sense. So I think that they're just as important in the ceremony particularly if you're not in a venue. If you are outside, there's a lot of variables that can happen with that, particularly if you're hiring things. Yeah, especially, you know, I think you hire a coordinator for things to go wrong and so that's why we don't often like think we need one because we don't plan for things to go wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, So your example about like a wet weather option is it's a great example. If you're getting married outside and, you know, you're having to change that in the hour before it starts – and, and you've actually, you know, you've you've planned to have it in a certain location and things have to move, you know. How are you going to tell your guests? How are you going to tell, you know, who's going to be doing, who's going to be coordinating the move or where the new ceremony space is going to be? How's that going to be set up? Even if you're at a venue, like if you're at an all-inclusive venue, normally they will have a coordinator and I think that's really important to know, have someone you can coordinate with. If you were going to get married outside in the grass, say, and it started to rain, you've got to move it inside. Someone who can coordinate that with with who is actually going to be making that happen but someone to actually tell the guests when they arrive where to go and be able to coordinate with your celebrant about things that may have changed from the rehearsal even you know things things can happen between now and then and you don't want to have to go and tell someone and having you know a bridesmaid with a bride there maybe they're going out you can't really ask them to go and do it so if you're 100% 100% not wanting to have any interruptions on your morning, a way that you can mitigate that is by by having someone there to, to be able to handle that stuff for you. And I think that's why you do book in a coordinator. I think it definitely is a more luxury item, but sometimes it can feel like a necessity. And one last thing I want to add is to be able to give someone authority to make decisions on your behalf on your day. Mm. Good one. Super important. If that is your coordinator, then that's that person, obviously. But if it's a friend, even, you know, if it's earlier in the day during the ceremony or or otherwise, give someone authority to make decisions and tell the person coordinating your ceremony and tell your reception venue that this is the person so that if they have to ask someone that they go and ask that person Yeah. and, and aren't interrupting you. If you're not going to have a coordinator, obviously, you know, if, make sure that, your reception venue is aware, make sure everyone, all your other vendors are aware too, you know. I don't yeah. think that that really hurts to have someone who's going to be making decisions on your behalf. I think you definitely need to give someone's number to someone and what I mean by that is if you, yes, if you have like a coordinator or a planner or whatever you might have, it's good to have that centralised number. Example I want to give is at our church and I remember that we previous to our wedding day, prior to our wedding day the church said they had our song the hymn that was going to play when you got there on the day 
lucky you were there (laughs) half an hour to an hour earlier or whatever it was, but you stumbled on the fact that that was wrong. They didn't actually have that song. And so you needed to re-coordinate and recalibrate that. And I always think like if they, there was a coordinator there, that would have been their moment to kind of shine and to jump in. And I think if, if you are someone who stresses about things changing, which is totally fine, like some of us are, you need to have a coordinator because they won't tell you what's going on. They'll make that decision for you. They'll make it in your best interest, but they'll take that decision and most likely you won't know that there was ever a problem. So that's where a good coordinator comes in. If you're going to have a friend, have a friend you trust to make those decisions for you. Yeah, I always, as a photographer, ask who is the best person to be in contact with on the day um, for both um, the people getting married because in the morning if you've got to actually contact them, you know, if 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 I'm running late or if I'm early or if I'm changing things on the fly, often I'll go to one party who is getting ready and then I'll go to another and I'll be heading off early or I'll be saying, oh, I've actually got to change this. I've got to stay here longer to do something else here, you know, or there's there's been, you know, a reason why I've got to go to the church early and come back. A person to get in contact with because you don't want to be calling or like texting the couple on the morning of and there is all chance that they're not going to be able to get back to you either you know yeah. you're not going to be on your phone probably so having someone who you, you can call and giving someone that decision making power so let's go through each of the categories um and i'm going to probably break it down into like four categories here we're going to go having a designated wedding planner having a wedding day of coordinator having a venue coordinator and having a friend or family member coordinator, sort of point person, sort of in charge, you know. What are scenarios where you would need each of those four people? So starting with a wedding planner, I think that this is for most people a luxury service and will be a big investment of your money. But I do think if you're someone that has the money and you are also – short on time. We've always talked about like, if you're going to not spend as much money, you're going to spend more time. If you don't want to spend as much time, you're going to have to spend more money. And I think this, this is where a planner comes in. If you don't have the time to spend to look at a hundred different venues or look at different color palettes or, or look at seating charts or whatever it might be, then that might be when you need to engage a planner. Yeah. And we haven't really spoken a lot about planners on this episode, but I think that sort of ties into coordinators because a lot of planners also do coordination. Yes. And that's not to say they all do it though, so make sure that you definitely do check that, oh my God, check that they do contracts. day off coordination. Yes, check your contracts. They're very important. I think a day of, I'm going to put day of a month of together. I think that these would be most beneficial when you have a lot of moving parts. I think the bigger your wedding, and when I say bigger, I mean the bigger guest list, the more vendors, the more moving parts you have, the more you need a coordinator, whether that's month of, because if you have month off, that includes day of, or a day of coordinator. So the more moving parts, or if you have the money, you don't have any friends who can do it, that's also a situation And the final one, I think, is if you are someone who stresses about things going wrong, you want to have a very calm day, you don't want to have to deal with things going a bit pear-shaped, then have a day of coordinator or a month of. 
Yeah, and I, and I do think that it is able to be done by having a friend if you don't have the have the money to be able to have a day off coordinator. And I think that was probably one of the big reasons why we didn't go for it was because it was another expense um, about having another vendor there for us. So we went with just having a friend, but we had a um, we had a reception venue coordinator um, that was included. So the person we'd been coordinating with at our reception venue was there on the day. So we got to speak to them and they were there in the morning when I went to the venue um, to, to actually go and do the decorations and go and prep. And so we knew things, we were able to trial things, we were able to see how things would run. I could speak to her and, and know how the timeline was going to run in the evening and know that she was going to be there to coordinate even how people would enter before we got there because all the guests were arriving long before us to the reception venue and, and, and she really assured us how things were going to run. You know, so having someone there to do that may be a reason why you don't need to have a day off coordinator if you're not concerned about anything earlier in the day. If you're happy to have the stress earlier in the day, and then at least you know when you get to a reception venue that everything's going to be taken care of. You know, or if you're having, if you're getting married at an all-inclusive sort of venue where it's you're having your ceremony and reception at the same place, if you have a coordinator there, then that's another person. You know, you probably don't need to hire a coordinator f- for the day in that instance because you're probably going to have someone there the whole day. And making sure that they've got your best interests at heart, speak to them, make sure you know whether your venue has a coordinator or not and know what capacity they're going to be there in on the day. Yeah, and I personally think that, well, I think most of the people listening to this podcast, people around us fall into the category of a venue coordinator. But I also think that if I was looking at two venues, pretty much the same and one had a venue coordinator and one didn't, I would highly suggest going with the one that does have a venue coordinator and you'll be thankful for it later. Yeah, it's really surprising for me to actually say that now because when I was looking at venues, I wouldn't have said that at all. But now like looking back, yeah, that was a, a big like a big thing that we had at our wedding that I don't see at a lot of other weddings that actually made our ours run a lot smoother than a lot of others that I go mm. to. And I think finally, if you have a friend or family, I think that this is perfect for anyone who's like balling on a budget. We get it. It's tough. Weddings are expensive. I also think that this could be a situation if you have maybe even a friend or family member who has experience in weddings. I know that for my sister's wedding, you've been to a lot of weddings and I think that you picked up a lot of extra coordination things just because you knew what to do. So I think if you had a family member who was confident, capable, maybe even has experience with weddings, then I think that you're probably fine. I think you just need to implement strategies to make sure they know what to do if things go wrong and you give them decision-making power essentially. And also please speak to your photographer. If you've got no friends, no family member who are very confident, if you're having a small sort of wedding if it's if it's relatively small you're sort of DIYing yourself speak to your photographer even if you're having a larger wedding talk to your photographer even like send them a timeline make sure they know because then they can coordinate with things and making sure that if you're on time you know during speeches at your reception you know if we're out taking photos for a bit longer they've got to talk to the meals you know we can we can move that around but we have to know you know you don't want to be interrupted on your day and that's a big part of that being able to let go of control is to be able to give as many other people insight before the day. You know, you don't want to give your photographer the the control to be able to make the decisions on your day, no, but give them awareness of things that are happening and let them know about the timeline and how you would like things to run. Yeah, and I think that I just want to kind of highlight and reiterate that 
make sure coordination is something you don't skimp out on. And what I mean by that is not necessarily with money, but thought and attention, because I think we've been to weddings that have had no real coordination to it. It's a bit jumbly. And we've been to our wedding, which did have coordination plus others. And it really has a huge impact on your day. Cause I've heard people be like, Oh, my wedding, like it was, it was so chaotic because there were all these problems that I had to fix. Whereas if you've got someone who has your back, who's across it, then even though things might go wrong, it'll feel much more enjoyable. And an Excel spreadsheet is not coordination. Yeah, I've been no. to a lot of weddings where the couple is super planned, you know, they've got everything planned out to a T, but somehow they've failed to really tell everyone else that, you know, and they may be the most planned ever, but when things start to go off the rails, they've got no one to turn to. No one has been given that decision-making power. No one has been told that they're helping coordinate. They've got no one to do anything. So things do go off the rails easily when that stuff happens. And then you're going to be constantly bombarded with all those questions on the night. And then you're going to end up stressed out. And I have seen that happen. So we don't want that for anyone. Making sure that, yes, it's great to be planned, have an Excel spreadsheet, have everything planned out to the T, but then hand that on to someone else, you know, in that last month, in that last few weeks before, make sure that someone else, at least one person, and maybe even like have two people because anything could happen on the day. So make sure that more than, you know, a few people actually know what's happening so that someone can be there to answer those questions for you. Yeah, I maybe people don't know this, but in my other job outside of makeup, I'm a I do project management, and what I've learned is it's only as efficient as how you communicate it. You could do all the work; it could be perfect, but if no one understands the work that you've done and cannot use your plan efficiently, you may as well have not done it. Yeah, and I think that just reiterates the importance of of having a planner, and and we really want to see you you guys have the best wedding day and, and make sure that, you know, it's as stress-free as it possibly can be. And, and I think the importance of having a coordinator cannot be understated in that. But that is where we're going to leave this episode. Hopefully you've got some good planning tips for your next two weeks until we're back. As you might notice, we're kind of on a fortnightly cycle now. So thank you for staying with us. If you did enjoy today's episode, make sure you do share it around. Maybe this is a good time to share your timeline or your plan with someone else, but also share our podcast. And if you do that, you should also probably leave us a review. Uh, We love seeing reviews both in our DMs and of course over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So make sure you leave it. It does help us grow. It helps get us out to more people and making their wedding days run smoothly. And do also follow us on Instagram at tobewed underscore podcast. We enjoy having all you guys around there and, and, and having a little little community over there on Instagram. But until next week, guys, we hope you have enjoyed this episode. We hope you gained a lot from it. And we'll be back again in another couple of weeks. Bye. Bye.